I am Sri Hardy, and I am not able to say thank you enough. I'm so grateful for anybody who listens. I started Bad Thought Therapy because I sincerely believe we have the power to transform bad things into good things, and we can go from good to great, and we can um, turn you know darkness into light. I'm just one of those people, <laughs> and one of my godsons said that I was... My optimism was almost detrimental, but I am a person that I will always keep hope alive. And I believe that we have more power than we know that we have. So I want to focus on solutions. I want to focus on the actions that create real change. And I believe and I know really that it all starts with our thoughts. If we can get our thoughts to change in the right way, then we can start to take action to make things better. And I, like you, I am a work in progress. I'm not a perfect person. I'm always trying to um, learn new things. I want to evolve and be better than I was the day before. So I do bad thought therapy, not only for you, but I do it for myself. Sometimes I have to go back and listen to an episode myself because I know that um, we can change and we have the potential to do better. So today I am going to tackle a very controversial issue. For some people, this is controversial, but I'm going to do a part two of this. So I, I did another episode and I didn't, I said, I don't know, I didn't cover enough in that episode. So this is going to be titled Conversations About Sex, A Special Message for Parents. This, I'm going to just kind of talk to parents about things that they can share with their children about sex because our children are dying. They're they're dying because of sex-related issues. And I if we don't teach them, somebody else will. And the messages that they're going to get from the secular community are detrimental and they're killing these children and they don't care. Um, and, and I'm not going to try to get into why, because I could just go bonkers trying to do that. But I want to talk about how and what we can do to empower children to make better decisions for themselves as they relate to sex. And you cannot be afraid to talk about sex with children. Now, I'm a parent. My daughter's grown. She's 31. And I was a teacher for 31 years, if you're just tuning in. And I had to get uncomfortable sometimes, but I knew that sex can be a matter of life and death. And I wanted my child to live. I want children, other children to live, my students, anybody that I child that I dealt with. And it was uncomfortable because sometimes I had to talk about my own journey and the mistakes that I learned along the way, the things that that, you know, um, that I had bad memories about that I didn't, you know, want to necessarily have to recall. But if you are a responsible adult and you care about children, you have to sometimes get uncomfortable, all for the sake of empowering them to make so make good decisions so that they can have good lives, good outcomes. And so that's what this episode is going to be about, some things that you can share with your child or if you are in a position to empower children that may not be your biological children, but you may work with children in some way. These are just some things I want you to think about. And there are two 
you know, um, schools of thinking. You have the secular way that is the secular. When I say secular, I'm talking about, you know, non-religious or non-spiritual where anything goes. And then you have um, a spiritual, you know, ideology. And I want to kind of focus on both of those and how they both affect children. And the first thing I have to say is, is that you have to teach both sides of the story. Whenever you are teaching children about things that personal decisions that they're going to make, you always have to help them to make an educated choice, an informed decision. And the only way you can do that, you have to be willing to present the bad and the good, the pros and the cons. My concern is that when I'm looking at how the secular world deals with certain issues, they only present one side, and that is dangerous. When you, you cannot help children if you only give them one side, because there's never one side to anything. Nothing is all good and nothing is all bad. There is always a pro and a con, a good and a bad to every single personal choice that they make. And so as a parent, what you need to do when you start to talk to your children about sex, you have to say, okay, this is what the good that can make can happen out of that. It may, may not. And this is the bad. These are the pros and these are the cons. And give them examples. Now, before I begin, I'm going to say this because I know that some parents themselves struggle with different issues. We all struggle with something. Uh, No judgment from me. I'm one of those people, I cannot afford to judge another human being. But if you yourself have a lot of issues in this area, I strongly recommend that you seek out healing, get some more information yourself. And maybe that's why you don't feel comfortable talking to your children because you yourself still have some issues. But I know that healing is possible. I'm a witness. You can heal, you can grow, you can make peace. You can evolve all of those wonderful things and you have to do that because you are your children's first and most influential teacher. You have more power in your children's lives than any other human being as a parent. And so it's critical for you to sometimes make tough decisions and, you know, face your fears and, you know, and be courageous. You know, courage is not the absence of fear. It is moving forward in spite of fear. And so sometimes this is a, this is one of those areas where people don't feel comfortable. And if you leave it up to the entertainment business, you leave it up to social media, you leave it up to the secular world, your children can end up dying. That's just how serious this is. And they can end up dying from sexually transmitted diseases for which there some of these diseases have no cure. Then there is a psychological aspect where you have children engaging in all kinds of sexual behaviors that are really perverted or they are, the children are not able to emotionally handle that side of it. And then, you know, they have to deal with that. You know, that's, for example, you're having casual sex and then you're being used, your body is being used in that way. And that feeling of being used is psychologically damaging and emotionally damaging or when you're rejected or when someone shames you. I mean, there are so many layers to this. And some of the mental health issues that our young people are having have nothing to do with, you know, chemical imbalances and and all that. They have something to do with their experiences. These things are 
brought on by these bad memories and these bad experiences, and it does not have to happen. So this conversation is going to be a little uncomfortable. The first thing I think is so critical for you to teach your children is about respect for their bodies. You need to teach them that their bodies are sacred, that they're special. Everybody should not be touching their bodies. Everybody should not be looking at their bodies. And they are special. Their bodies are special. And really reiterate what is appropriate and inappropriate. You know, there are some people, like for example, doctors, if they go to the doctor, they may have an examination. So you would teach them, you know, the doctor is touching you because he is looking at your body and just explain everything in age appropriate explanations are critical. Um, I was sort of a gangster parent and I, I wanted my daughter to know the truth. And I, I still use age appropriate language, but I really wanted her not to um, get caught up in the lies. Cause I know if you tell a lie long enough, people will believe it. If you show a lie long enough, people will start to think it's okay. And that's what is happening. And we cannot afford that, particularly in our community, in African-American community. We already have a unique history. And so we have to be very mindful about the images and the messages that our children get because, you know, race alone has created disadvantages. I'm not using that as a crutch. I'm just saying that is a reality. But we can be successful in spite of, but I have to mention that we just have to be really careful. So teach them about their bodies. And teach them that no one should be touching their bodies. People should not be looking at their bodies. And when they are, there are certain professionals that do that. And make sure that you make that clear that no one, you know, because there are a lot of children. In fact, most children are abused by somebody they know. Somebody in their family, somebody in their neighborhood, somebody at the school. It's usually a person that they think is trustworthy or should be trustworthy and who is not. And this is where it really gets heartbreaking. Um, Over the years, I've read so many biographies. I've read countless memoirs and biographies. And one of the things that always breaks my heart is when you have someone in their home, they've been abused, usually by a stepfather or some extended family member, and they go to their mother and they tell their mother, and their mother says, well, no, I don't believe it. Or, um, or they do know that it's happening and they just allow it to happen. And it's sick and it is our reality and it can stop. And so what you have to do is some kind of way children have to get this message. If you're a parent, if you're an educator, there can be age appropriate lessons about the body and what is appropriate. And they need to learn to tell. And if the person they tell does absolutely nothing, They need to understand that they need to go tell someone else and keep telling until it stops because it will not stop until it is exposed. As long as these things can be kept in secret, they will continue to happen. Children will continue to get hurt. And then, you know, whatever we experience, we remember. We don't, memory is not something that you can just get rid of. It doesn't just delete like a file on your computer. The only thing that will kill a memory is disease or death. So whatever we experience, we remember. And our children, some of these people are growing up with these horrible memories and they're carrying these memories with them. And as a result of that, their mental health is affected, their behavior is affected, and it's not good. And it does not have to be this way. Teach them 
Now, the secular world says your body is yours and you can do anything with it. And I assure you, because of my own personal experiences, they're going to find out the body is not theirs. There, we have a limited control over this body. You could try to be the healthiest person you want to be and eat all the things you need to eat or whatever. And guess what? The body still may do something else. And your body is going to leave this earth. That is, that to me, I don't know about anybody else, but to me, that's a telltale sign that the body is not just ours and we can do anything with it. It clearly, we have some limitations on it and we need to respect that. And from a spiritual perspective, our bodies belong to the creator, the one who made the same creator that made the sun and the stars and the moon. He made us as human beings. And this, these bodies belong to him. And we need to be mindful that we honor him with our bodies. And they're different. I'm talking about, you know, sex today, but there are ways I need to honor my body. You know, God with my body, eating better and, you know, moving a little bit more, things like that. But you got to teach that to your children because if you don't teach them this, let me tell you the message they're going to get. And you don't really need me to tell you, but I just want to remind you, the world is going to tell them do anything with their bodies at any time. And this is what is disturbing. Science has proven, based on sound research, that the human brain is not even fully developed until you're in your 20s, your early to mid-20s. So when we start allowing children, these are children I'm talking about today, to make serious decisions about their bodies and what they do with their bodies before their brains are fully developed, we are surely going to have some negative consequences. And that is exactly what is happening. I saw a documentary. um, This was a while ago, maybe like six months ago. And it was a disturbing documentary. It, I mean, I literally was in tears, but it was about these men who had made decisions about their bodies that were irreparable almost. They had, because they had gone through surgeries, they had taken hormones, and then to come to find out that they regretted that. And that is why I'm doing this podcast because, you know, people are making the telling children it's okay to make these serious decisions and their brains are not fully developed and they need an adult to say, and this is the other message that I want to emphasize, that you can wait. When it comes to sex, there is no rush. You are not going to lose anything if you wait before having sex. That is a message that young people need to hear early and they need to hear often. Their arms are not going to fall off if they wait. They're not going to go blind. They're not going to lose their hearing. Nothing bad will happen. And I I cannot stress enough how important it is for you to emphasize this message to your child that they can wait before engaging in sex. Remind them that the human brain is not developed until they're 25. And the the secular world, I get it. The earlier you can corrupt a child, the more likely they will be adopting or following whatever craziness you think they should follow. You got to get them early. And just like the secular world is trying to get them early, you have to get them early and teach them the truth and teach them that there are grave, grave consequences to doing things to disrupt their natural development to changing things they naturally have with their bodies. And doing these things, especially before their brain is developed and they can really understand the full ramifications of making these decisions or the consequences, 
you have to make sure that they do not make these decisions before um, they really know what they're doing because there is pain and I see it, mental health issues. And I just want to emphasize this. The other thing as a parent, I think is so critical. And this is probably one of the hardest things is you have to be open as a parent to listen and to answer questions. And earlier at the top of the show, I mentioned if you're one of those people and you're struggling with this part of your life, I just want to encourage you to get some help. You know, there are support groups out there. There are books to read. There are people to talk to. But you have to get help because you have, in order to really help your children, you have to be willing to answer their questions. And when you answer their questions, and this is something that is critical in this little, this message here, is you have to always give the good and the bad. You have to give the pro and the con. See, this is my number one issue with the secular people, is they only give one side. They only try to present that some of these things that they are encouraging young people to do with their bodies, and as it relates to sex, they're trying to present that it's all good. But we know as responsible adults and as people who have lived and made our own mistakes, that nothing is all good. There's a bad and good side to everything. And it's critical that you teach your children, here are some possible negative consequences to you having sex as a teen. One of them, sexual transmitted diseases. You've got people coming out on national television crying, announcing that they have HIV, which is a disease that's really no cure. And if it, if it um, turns to AIDS, that leads to AIDS or can lead to AIDS, AIDS, they can die. And they got these diseases from sex. At the same time that they're talking about this, they're not, they're not giving any warnings. They're not saying, be careful out there, young people, because this can happen to you. But you, as a parent, have a right to use anything and everybody you can as examples. There are good examples out there and there are bad examples. And there are some people that are reminding you that when you engage in certain kinds of sexual practices, you're putting your life more at risk to getting a disease for which there is no cure. For dealing with the psychological effects of being in relationships without love, without commitment, being used, And which leads me also to another very interesting thing. You know, teach them that everything on the body has a purpose. Your eyes help you to see. Your ears help you to hear. Your legs help you to walk. Everything on your body should not be used for sex. And you have to teach your children that because there's something very disturbing going on. Again, the secular world is getting a little bit more dominance because of social media, because of our entertainment business. you got to be mindful that your children are going to see this. And it doesn't matter how much you try to shield them from things. And I found this out as a parent. Your children are still going to be exposed to certain things. It's critical for you to teach them the truth. Everything on your body, every orifice on your body is not made for sex. And you need to be very clear about that. You need to help them to understand that and help them to know what things are used for on the body and how detrimental it is when they're using parts of their body that are not sexual organs. And, you know, 
I noticed that the medical community has not really spoken a lot about this. And I, I think I know why and I won't get into it. Maybe another podcast. I don't know. But I really believe that it's irresponsible for the medical community to not be having these conversations and telling people, if you use this part of your body or certain parts of your body for sex and they're not made for sex, there are grave consequences and they're a matter of life and death. And that is why it's so critical for you as a parent, you have a right as a parent to teach your children the truth. And you have a right to tell them what's wrong and what's right. You know, I was in a conversation with one of my godsons recently, and it was a very respectful, beautiful conversation. We didn't necessarily agree on certain things. Um, and the whole issue was, you know, it's okay for people to say it's okay, but then there's something bad about people saying something is not okay. And that's not fair. Everything has, like I said before, a good and a bad side. And you have a right to say this is wrong to use your body in a certain way. Now, here's the other thing, important lesson here, is if your child then decides to still make a decision and do something, you have presented the good and the bad. You have presented the consequences, the pros and the cons. You've done all that. And let's say that they go ahead and they make a decision and they do something else. What I want to really emphasize now is don't hate them, try to help them. Don't condemn them or shame them. Help them recover if they want to come out of that and recover and they're trying to redeem themselves and they now they get it the hard way. I hate this, you know, but sometimes people learn things the hard way. You can tell a child, don't touch the stove if you do. You might, your hand might burn and they still touch that stove and feel that pain. And sometimes when, as parents, we teach our children, this is good for you. This is not good for you. This is healthy. This is unhealthy. Here are the consequences. And we all have done this. We've all made the mistake of doing something and it wasn't the best decision. And we have to give our children the same grace and young people the same grace that we want for ourselves. Many people, you know, don't make these mistakes. And, and I love them, you know, these perfect people. And they never made this mistake. And they only had sex until they were married. And that is beautiful. And that's one way of teaching it. Um, but if you don't do that and you fall short and you do something else, I still say even when, just like I was telling my godson, even when we don't agree with people or they do something that we think is wrong, we don't have the right to condemn them or call them names or put them down or hurt them. But you got to teach children boundaries and you have to teach children that when they misuse their bodies or parts on their bodies, when there are consequences and that, and if we're not teaching both sides, then we're being irresponsible and we're really partly culpable for any bad thing that happens to them. And I'm trying to tell you, it doesn't have to be that way. Teach them. Teach them because the human brain is not fully developed until they're in their 20s. It's critical that they not do things just based on feelings and wants. You know, feelings, when you're you're, you're a teenager and your hormones are, are going crazy and 
you know, you're trying to discover who you are and who you want to be, your feelings are going to change like the wind. And it's not good for anybody. And I see this happening. And I just, sometimes I just, it just grieves my spirit where you're encouraging children to base a decision, make decisions based on feelings and wants. Their feelings and wants are going to change and can change. And that is why try to encourage them to wait. Try to, you know, if you, I just believe, and maybe I am um, an optimist to a fault. I believe if you just show children the rewards of waiting or the rewards of, or teach them the truth, the good and the bad, that many more children will decide to wait. And even some of the decisions that they would have made, they would not make later because they will know the truth and they will see the light. It's interesting, children need parents or they need adults. And you know how I know that? We're not beings out of the sky. We don't just come here, you know, from the sky, you know, like a science fiction movie. We come here through people. We're from God, but we come through people. And we're supposed to have responsible, knowledgeable adults to teach us. If we didn't need to listen to adults when we're growing up, we would they wouldn't be a part of us getting here, but we need them. And so you and I and other people, it's hard and it is uncomfortable as best as we can. We have to try to teach children in love. Number one, we're not condemning anybody. We're saying to children, respect your body. Learn the pros and cons, the good and the bad about making decisions that relate to sex or that relate to your body. Because if you make an uninformed decision and you can't reverse that, then it's a life trying to cope with all the regret and all the despair from doing something that you wish you had never done. And so I just want to say, whatever you do, teach them the truth, not just one side, but all sides. Don't let them feel like they can just do anything because that do anything attitude is cause is going to cause them to get anywhere and in some of those places they may not want to land. The other thing is it's so critical. You know, I notice that when I'm watching a movie and you know just in general, if I'm even television show or something, the commercials, our society really promotes alcoholism and to a certain extent drugs. And you got to be mindful to teach children that sex and drugs and alcohol and drugs can have some really, really horrific outcomes. Um, you know, people, you've heard these stories before in the news where people get intoxicated or they're high and they, you know, of course, they don't have an awareness of everything that's happening to them or they don't have the ability to try to find out something and someone takes advantage of them while they're under the influence of drugs and alcohol and they sexually assault them. And this is, again, one of those things where you have layers, layers of negative consequences. Now you have to have a person that has to deal with the physical things of that, a possible pregnancy, a possible STD, a possible some kind of damage to the body. And on top of that, you have the psychological effects of that. We have to remind our children that it's a 
it's a trick. This whole thing about, you know, you're just going to have fun and drink and get high and, oh, everything is going to just feel all good. That's not the reality. And I welcome anybody to come into my world. I'm My business is in a place where I see people under the influence every single day. I'm there. And it's not pretty. And some of these people have struggled with these addictions for years. And you can see it, you know, they they can't be, we cannot be productive and be our best selves when chemicals are, you know, influencing us. And there is, the, the process of addiction is very interesting because even if your mind is telling you, I need to get off of this stuff, your body physiologically has a reaction. We call it withdrawal. And it's hard to get off some of these things. So you start these bad habits and it's hard to break the habits. And I just want you to really, really encourage your children to be mindful of that, that when they mix, you know, alcohol and drugs and put sex in there, that can be super, super, super dangerous. Well, I see the little red light coming on on my app, on my computer. And so I'm running out of time and I have less than a minute. I pray that this episode helps you to have a good conversation or conversations because this is not a one-time lesson with your children about sex. It's a matter of life and death. Speak to them with love and grace and let them know you just want them to live and you want them to make the best decisions for themselves. Well, thank you so much for listening to Bath Out Therapy. I'm Cherie Hardy. Don't forget, you can email me at bathouttherapy at gmail.com. Have a good day.